Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome to Cinema Vino. This is going to be a mini-sode, a mini-episode. And we're going to talk briefly about some of the trailers that are coming out and discuss accordingly. What does mini-sode mean again? It's going to be a mini-episode. A miniature-like episode, like a shorter one? A small-sode. Hmm. We're already activated, so just take that with a grain of... (coughs) Grape. Drink that in. Um... So one trailer that is out now is the new Captain Marvel trailer, which that movie's coming out in March, I believe. So for the people at home, I'm going to have Travis give you a brief explanation, a Reader's Digest version of Captain Marvel, for those who may not know. Yell at me if I talk too much. Okay. I'm trying to keep this concise and short. I wish I had an orchestra that could play you off the stage, but I'm, that will be in the new house that we get. That'll be in the next. Oh, lovely. So, um, Miss Marvel, as she was originally, was a, um, uh, I believe she was a, a fighter pilot, um, and she encountered the actual, uh, Captain Marvel, who was a, uh, Kree alien. Kree is a race that you've seen. Before Ronan, the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's a Kree. They're just basically blue aliens that have reached the end of their natural evolutionary um, stage. His DNA was double imprinted onto uh, Carol Danvers, the the character who who will become the female Captain Marvel. She is uh, super strong in nerd terms. She's like... A 50-tonner. She can lift 50 tons. She's about five times stronger than Spider-Man, if that makes any sense. But she's an energy battery, so she can, you know, boosting her energy levels, she can be about as strong as Thor. Um, Or a, you know, not-quite-so-pissed Hulk. Uh, She can also shoot, you know, energy blasts out of her hands, but she can also absorb and redirect energy from different sources. She can obviously fly, um, and she's very durable, uh, and, and basically her energy battery powers can take these normal um, superhuman abilities of hers and boost them to higher levels. So years and years later, she went by Miss Marvel. She was an Avenger for a while. Um, she went by the name Roarbird for a while, and she's finally taken on the moniker Captain Marvel. And that is Carol Danvers in a nutshell. So, are you looking forward to the movie? I am. I'm. Um, she was never a like a super favorite character of mine, but I'm hoping, much like Ant Man or Guardians of the Galaxy, that it's going to come out of left field and you know just be really good. I mean, I've got, um, I've got hopes. They're not high, but uh, I like the fact that the scrolls, the um, essentially the little green men 
are going to be making their debut in this film. Mm-hmm. And, spoiler alert, um, after this whole uh, Avengers Endgame, the Skrulls could be playing a very big part in the next big arc for the Avengers or whatever Avengers are left and alive. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. I like it. So, you have any thoughts on the, the, the trailer? I don't know if I've seen the latest, latest trailer. I like it. I mean, I like that they're doing... <laughs> but again, it makes me feel old that now the 90s are what like the 60s and 70s used to be where it's like the old days, you know, where they're setting stuff in that time period now. Yeah, I think this one's set in the 80s, I, I thought I thought it was the 90s, but I could be wrong. I thought it was like the mid-90s, like 95. Actually, 98. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. So... And not 1995 seems like it was about 10 years ago to me. Yeah, there's no time travel aspect in the regular Miss Marvel. She was all at the same time as the rest of uh, the Avengers. Yes. But that just that's mind-blowing to me. That seems like not that long ago that Windows 95 was out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, real quick, my, my theory of after Endgame, I think... Um, somebody's going to get a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet and might not be able to wish all the other past heroes, the ones that got snapped, get them back. But they might be able to wish into existence uh, a new crop of heroes uh, to, to battle Thanos. And I'm really hoping they activate and retroactively activate the mutant gene so that going forward... You have a much more easier um, origin story for like the Fantastic Four and the X Men. You can retroactively shoehorn them into the Marvel Universe and be like, "Oh, well, they weren't a part of it until the Thanos, you know, weird snap after Endgame. They became present in the world, and even though they weren't there for everything before, they were somehow in the peripheral or busy with doing something else and couldn't be there. But they would incorporate them all in." You're welcome, Russo brothers. Take that. I will take my check. Again, all I need is a uh, three-bedroom, two-bathroom house uh, with a pool in Midtown. Thanks. Tulsa. I guess that could be Midtown anywhere. Yeah. I guess that could be Midtown. like Midtown, USA. Midtown, Akron, Ohio. It could be anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I bet you are, you sick fuck. I mean, it's just that she was a good choice. Marvel really knocks it out of the park with casting. They really pick. They're doing good, yeah. I'm, I'm pleased with just about everybody that they've they've got. Uh, the new Spider-Man trailer, Far From Home, what do you think? I do enjoy it. Actually, right before I came over here, I watched Kevin Smith's reaction to the trailer. And he pointed out one thing that I did not catch. Uh, is that... You know, it's Peter going on a European vacation with his class, all that summer vacation bullshit. And whenever he's deciding not to take his suit with him, he's like, mm, we can put Spider-Man down for a little bit. Like, I can just be a normal kid, mm-hmm. go do this thing. Um, and Aunt May, who has now figured out that he's Spider-Man, is like, hey, don't forget to take your suit. And he's like, mm, second guesses it. And is closing his suitcase. You can see... The inscription on the suitcase, it's uh, Uncle Ben's suitcase. Mm. It's B-E-P or something, Benjamin something Parker, mm-hmm. um, which he pointed out. And I was like, fuck, I didn't even notice that. I would not have caught that at all. 
Um, so it's those little nuggets that Marvel, I think, lovingly salt bays in mm-hmm. uh, to Sony's version of, uh, of Spider-Man. Yeah. They're just fucking money. However, the, the here's, here's the thing. Mysterio is the master of illusion. That's what Jake Gyllenhaal is playing. Clearly, he is going to be the, he, he's going to be the villain. People that don't read comics, I mean, sorry, spoiler alert, eat a dick. Um, but <laughs> he is a a master illusionist, and in several times in the comics, he's either tried to pretend he was Spider Man by mimicking his powers, or posing as a hero and actually he's a fucking villain yeah uh that mysterio has no actual superpowers mm-hmm. he is uh he's a uh, movie special effects guys like wet dream like he has all the he actually worked in movies and was a um, bit of a stuntman and special effects so he just has all that to an insane like savant uh degree yeah to where he can make you think stuff is happening pyrotechnics illusions all sorts of shit is happening when it is in actually not at all like he's he's pretty good with robotics and and mechanics and shit it's going to be interesting the way they interpret him and use him but it, it looks cool so far um the one thing that i and you can weigh in on this but the one thing i would say is like the joke about like Marissa Tomei, Marissa Tomei, sorry, Vino, Marissa Tomei is hot, and that's a joke they've been beating down since Civil War. That Aunt May is not ninety-seven years old anymore, and she is not Granny Clampett, you know, or I don't know, Rosemary Harris. She revved my engine back in the Toby days, and I'll tell you what, Sally Field can get this. <laughs> I don't um, know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, obviously they... they Rosemary can't... Harris, R.I.P. Yes. She did? No, I don't Cliff think so. Robertson definitely is. Yes, he is shuffled off with his mm-hmm. mortal coil. Is Martin Sheen dead? No, I don't think so. Okay, he was second on We'll dead. do some Wikipedia research later, but... Right. I mean, he might be, but... Final question. Who do you cast as the Uncle Ben... In the uh, Tom Holland universe. And I was just thinking that, honestly, I mean, this may be blow your mind. Right, who's banging Tomei? Go. Tom Hanks. Well, what do you think? I mean, he's... God, I don't want to fucking kiss you. He's about 60-ish years he's, old. He's all, he's all of our fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's somebody that, you know, Peter loses and is just devastated over and never gets over. I think Tom Hanks is perfect. Yeah, how old is Tomei? She... She's in her fifties. Is she? Yeah. Damn. So that couple works. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were both big early mid nineties. They were both big about the same time. So yeah, I think it's it's generally that age is weird in comics, but I'm guessing. I think uh, Aunt May or no, no no sorry it was it was Uncle Ben that was um, his his dad's brother. Yeah. But I think he was roughly around ten years older than his younger brother. Yeah. So I guess that tracks. Like Peter's parents would be in their forties or something. Makes sense if they were still kicking. But you know but they're in, fucking dirt food. <laughs> in the in the trailer, food, fish food, whatever. This is something. Well, they're fucking dead. <laughs> Not too fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Overlord. Holy cow. <laughs> How does it feel to have eternity coursing through your veins? Not too fucking great. They really needed Bruce Campbell there. They just like, come get some. And <laughs> a good one-liner. Yeah. They just... You're thirsty for more. God, if I meet that actor that uttered that line without being like, can we try a different one? Yeah. I'll slap him in his gorgeous blonde bearded face. <laughs> it's like fucking Keanu Reeves, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's like somebody didn't pull him aside and say, that is the British accent that you're going with. Fuck. I still need to see Point Break, though. I've never seen Point Break. Man. And Joanna, my wife and I, we have had a tradition. I don't like her. I know. And, and you're alone in that opinion. That is your unpopular opinion. Mm, doubtful. Um, but we have a tradition of doing a movie for Valentine's Day. And actually, I'm going to put a finer point on that. We have a tradition of doing a Patrick Swayze movie. We have done, we did Ghost and then one year. And then again, I married a woman who hasn't seen a whole lot of movies. We, she had never seen Dirty Dancing. So we did that last year hmm. for our second uh, year. One of, year, though, before you guys got hitched, we did a threesy date and we went and saw Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know that you're marrying the right person is that for Valentine's Day, she says, let's go see Deadpool. With and the third wheel. And let's bring Travis. Mm-hmm. Back to the original point. So watching the trailer, it's like, we get it, Aunt May is hot. We, we, we understand that. Happy Hogan is smitten. You know, what's his name? John. I just want to, yeah, I want to see John Favreau crush that puss. It's going to, like, it's going to make me feel good as a fat man if that fam, fat man is able to pull that puss. John Favreau had a chance at Monica Geller and completely missed the chance. In Friends? Yes. What? Yes. Explain this to me. Well, he was a rich dude who was making the moves on Monica and failed because he had very little game. So Mm. I have no sympathy for him and his attempts to court Marissa Tomei. Gotcha. Go ahead and answer that. Is that your wife? Let's answer on air. Um, Three and two and one. Hello, Joanna. (laughs) Um, This has been a mini-sode of Cinema Vino. We've talked about trailers. We've talked about Marissa Tomei. Um, we've apparently talked about John Favreau probably more than anybody any podcast has. And I like Spider-Man. I, I hope to see it. I like his wingsuit. I like the flying squirrel suit. I like the underarm webs. Yeah, I like the floating. Floating? Nope. Gliding. Yeah. That Those are then in my thoughts. Oh, I like the Alex Ross red and black suit. And there we go. I, I like Tom Holland. I really do. I like Tom Hanks as Uncle Ben. Uh, thank you. So... This has been a Cinema Vino podcast. This is Travis signing off. Turn around and don't drown. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.